Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. I'm a bobby girl in a bobby world, wrapped in plastic. It's fantastic. You und- you can brush my hair and dress me anywhere. Me, 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 me. Yeah, let me boy to sleep. Uh, my name is Jason Newland. My wonderful, very wonderful website is jasonnewland.com. So let me just see. I'm going to put my name into Google. No, it's in Bing, actually. Oh. Jason Newland free hypnosis podcast for relaxation. So let's have a quick look. What does it say? I'm clicking on it now. It's taken a, a while. Why is it taking so long? Oh, no, it's thousands of free hypnosis and boring podcasts. PayPal link. Uh, it was a join our join now the private Facebook group Jason Newland's Boring Group and the latest recordings today. I've done a Let Me Bore Your Pain Away number seven, Lower Back, and I've done a Deep Sleep Whisper Hypnosis number five hundred nine called No Mind. So groovy. Did I say only listen when you can safely close your eyes? I hope I did. I really hope I did. If I didn't, then I'm sorry. I apologise. And just a little update. What I got. So, I had 1,029 subscribers on my YouTube channel yesterday. I now have 1,033. I've never been so excited in my entire life. I'm like really, really pleased. It's great. (laughs) Honestly, I reckon by the time I reach 60, I will have, I reckon about 1,500 subscribers. And I would be so, so, so happy. And you know what? I'll be 60 in less, just over seven years. Seven years and one, two, three days. Or does the day day itself count as a day? I don't know. So it's the 22nd today, my 53rd birthday. 53. 53. Even if you say it really quick, like 53, 53, 53, still sounds old. 53. Saturday, the 26th of August, 2023. So I was born on the 26th of August, 1970. I didn't realise how long ago that was until probably the last 
10 years or five years when I'm putting in my date of birth when I join a website or you know subscribe to something and I have to go all the way down the years to put my date of birth in and it takes about an hour to scroll down it's like oh now that's a long time ago it's weird really now I've no doubt there are people younger listening to this there are people older than me listening to this there are people roughly the same age listening to this and there was actually no point for me to say that there was nothing coming after that it was just I guess a factual statement but it's it's just you know it's just that's all I can say I never thought never thought just just I didn't really didn't just didn't I mean it's it's not I just yeah I just didn't didn't expect it wow this is interesting I've got one of my 10 hour videos it's been quite popular it's I didn't realize this the uh, uploaded it two days ago blimey so the no um falling falling asleep deep sleep whisper hypnosis recording uploaded it two days ago 10 hours long had 218 subs- um, views I know that's you know it's not millions but it's way more than all the others that are near it and the one before that that I published on the 18th 156 that's 10 hours long 66.7% like it (laughs) so what does that mean is that like three people voted I guess two liked one disliked that I guess that's what that means my mathematical ability is amazing today is it not yes thank you when did I do that recording though number falling asleep falling asleep 498 deep sleep 498 so I did it a couple of weeks ago 498 but I made the record I made the video a couple of days ago or uploaded it a couple of days ago 498 blimey I can't even find it where is it it truly is hiding 498 uh, May the 9th and uh, cool that's good let's move stuff around now I'm not sure if I've shared my latest podcast onto Facebook. I think I have. 
but I try and share just the one without music, just the basic episode. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I did. Let's have a look. Let's go on to. No, I didn't. I didn't. No? That's strange. Oh, it looks like I haven't uploaded the Deep Sleep Whisper one. That is very weird. I thought I would have done. Wonder why I haven't done that. Huh. That is quite unusual because usually, no, I haven't. I haven't uploaded. I've not shared the deep sleep whisper one. little bit behind I'll have to do that when I've done this do that when I've done this done that this when I've done this that yes oh yes so oh, yes pretty sure on myspace I had about 150,000 followers but I might have made that up it's possible I wonder if Instagram, I've had any more people watching. Because I was uploading my stuff to Instagram. I better put this on silent in case something starts uh, playing. So I introduced my stuff onto Instagram. And... Oh, I've now got 191 followers instead of 192. I've lost a follower. Blimey. I think one of the problems is the audience I'm catering, well, the audience that Instagram maybe is catering for, or the kind of videos rather, that's probably a better way of putting it, is more short form video. And because all my videos are long, very long, boring videos, and maybe people don't go onto it Instagram to consume long form content but my thinking was well why not why not have that option at least because I'm guessing that there's very little on Instagram in the way of hypnosis recordings relaxation video so let me just search I'm going to search it okay relaxation videos one post and there's one video and it's it doesn't say how long it lasts I wonder if mine do Ah, 198 weeks ago, 124 views, still better than mine, doesn't say how long, if I go back, 
So I click on mine. Mine doesn't say how long either. How do you check to see how long the video is? Perhaps that's the problem. People think that it's going to be, they don't know how long it's going to be. So perhaps I need to put that on the cover. 35 minutes. 53 minutes. 22 minutes, 14 seconds. I'll stop just reading out numbers now. It's like, you know, whatever the video lasts for. Yeah. Let's have another look. Say hypnosis. Hypnosis. Hypnosis and obey. Oh, this person's got loads of followers. 5,735. So let's have a look. Let's see. Public figure. 2,208 posts. 4 million TV views. 100,000 clients. Addiction specialist and Europe's most in-demand hypnosis expert. Elliot Wald. Oh, cool. I don't know. I've not heard of him, but good for you. Um, I don't know if he's American or he's... Just don't know that. I wonder if he's some days here. <laughs> some days even the devil sits back and admires my work. Blimey. I'd really, I don't know him. He's, maybe he's uh, quite famous. I wonder if he has any videos of hypnosis on here. Oh, really don't know. Blimey, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm just gonna have a little one more, one more search. Hypnosis, hypnosis, sleepy girls, sleepy girls. K N K films. What's that about? That's hypnosis. It's just got pictures of people sleeping. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what that's about. Nope. This is on Instagram. No idea. It's very... It's kind of weird. about so that's how many followers 1405 I'm not sure if that's anything to do with uh, relaxation videos I'm just going to try one more time <sighs> relaxation just breathe relaxation videos so maybe this is one like 1900 followers 
So this is a video. This is a nice video. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Just breathe. Never forgotten to breathe, have you? Always remembered. It's weird with that, isn't it? So again, I haven't got, I've not got the music on or the volume on, so I can't get a, an idea of how long the video lasts. But I'm guessing people would like to know before they start. So maybe that's where I'm going wrong. And perhaps I need to put a link to my YouTube channel. Anyway, that's gone. I'm going to just move on from that. Let's go to Twitter. Should we check Twitter? To see whether or not I have um, uploaded. No, I only did the lower back one. The let me bore your pain away. John yeah. first down. What's this? Oh. What is this? Blimey. So, John Fury. Oh, wow. Blimey. So, John Fury's son is fighting KSI. And he's, there's a video of him kicking all the tables over. And everyone pretended to be angry and stuff. My back's itchy. I mean, the two things are not connected. My back being itchy and him doing that. But I'm going to scratch it. Oh, that's better. Oh. Ah. Never mind. I have to watch that on YouTube later on. That's a bit silly. Oh look, you've got John Fury's running, pretending to try and attack someone. I do. I mean, it might be real, but I do get the sense that it's very co-orgographed because no fists are being thrown. You know, it's all like grabbing and pushing. Like, no, I think if someone's angry, they're just. If there was like three people in the way, so you just. You're not going to be able to push them out of the way necessarily, so just kick them in the balls or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's not happening, so. I think it's just silliness. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. It's not a shame. It's funny. Let's have a look. So here's the thing. So John Fury, which is Tyson Fury's daddy, um, tries to charge at KSI after he shoved Tommy Fury in their first face-off ahead of October the 14th boxing. Okay, so should we see what everyone says? Let's say uh, intense face-off. Can't wait for the showdown. What are your predictions? 
white. <laughs> that is puns, pun to odds. I'm guessing that's a gambling thing. Ain Rand's fist says, why is this even a thing? So Marty Crowley replies, my boss thinks I'm an AI genius. I'm not, in brackets, is because I read the AI tool report and they have no idea it exists. Nothing to do with the post. Just randomly posted that on there. So KP says, John Furious Fury, too big to be held back. Well, no, he was held back. Jonathan Mia, Big John is a menace. Uh, Tiresome Fury writes, John Fury loves being held back and grabbed by a bunch of men. I think... Okay, I won't read the rest of that one. It's basically uh, calling him names. <clears throat> uh, one yard sprint sooner the better this mob are out of boxing. Sooner. Okay. So, Immy says, when the dinner lady at school says she's got an extra portion of chips for one last person. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because there's a video of John Fury trying to get he's being pulled back by loads of men and he's like really struggling to get through when it's the last portion of chips that's funny oh dear <laughs> Adam says I love the fact that Tommy is calling KSI a pretend fighter and yet he is the professional chasing these well why wouldn't he chase it it's huge money it's a lot of money he's, he's getting more money than he'd probably get for a world title fight by fighting KSI or the Paul brothers or anything like that he's making more money from it so why wouldn't he do it so there what else uh, like too many other people I've been ripped off by Amazon you have my solemn promise I will never knowingly have dealings with that company ever again what is that about have, have I just oh bloody I just clicked on the wrong thing I clicked on the I randomly clicked on something by accident This one says, put John on the undercard against one of them old bouncers and let's see him get humbled. Um, the king of hold me back, hold me back. <laughs> oh dear. Lee Payne says, it's like they all sat around the table and discussed what they were going to do to make it a bit more exciting. Oh wait, they did. Okay. Derek O'Rourke says it's so staged that the security takes time to pick up his hat. Blimey, okay. It's so funny it's the way it's uh, 
biggest setup I've ever seen. It looks set up. Vinny, your dinner's down there. You might as well eat it. So it's staring me out. So yeah, it's uh, there is boxing this weekend. Joe Joyce is having a rematch with Zhang on my birthday, funny enough. So the last time they fought was I don't know, a few months back. No. They're not fighting. So I got the wrong fight there. Um Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Okay. TNT, TNT box office. TNT box office. No, it's that's it's not on my birthday. My birthday it's Usyk versus Du Bois. That's on on August. Yeah. So the 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 other one is in September. I don't know why I keep, I keep getting the two bundled up. It's probably because Usyk has fought. Well, Usyk's Joe Joyce has fought both Usyk and Dubois. He fought Usyk before he turned professional and lost and he fought Dubois when he was professional and won but then Dubois went on to win the regular heavyweight champion WBA I think WBC is one of those the regular world champion belt yet Joe Joyce didn't even though he won the fight between the two of them so it's a bit of a strange one and Joe Joyce, every person he's fought has been a, a competitor. Usyk is the first person that Dubois has faced of any kind of... Um, Usyk is the first person that Dubois has faced who is of any kind of like high caliber heavyweight make a bit more noise please Vinny so I don't know what it's going to be like for him because he's never fought anyone I don't think he's even fought anyone in the top 10 other than Joe Joyce who beat him so to go in with the number one I don't know, even number one or number two heavyweight in the world. I don't know. I'm not sure who's the top out of him and Tyson Fury in the rankings. But I think Usyk is. Because he holds most of the belts. He holds three out of four. Or four out of five, because I think he's got the ring as well. So, the yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen with the, the boxing at the weekend. Uh, if I even if I get to see it, that is. But Dubois is a huge puncher. But Usyk is 
you could say you could you could say he's kind of like a genius when it comes to boxing. He's from the same school as I don't know literally if it's from the same school, but Lomachenko and the masters of the craft. You know, Olympic gold medalist, cruiserweight. I don't know how many times, I think he won the Olympics once, but he might have won it twice. Usyk, Usyk. If I remember rightly, he did win it twice. Different weights. But I'm going to have to check it out. Alexandra Usyk. So, no. He won it once. Why was I thinking that he won it twice? Someone won it twice. Quite well, a few people have won it twice, but he didn't. So he won it in 2012. He was a heavyweight. And the same year, Anthony Joshua won the gold in the super heavyweight. And... Hmm... So, heavyweight over there is equivalent to cruiserweight. So, heavyweight in the amateurs is equivalent to cruiserweight in the professionals. So, he turned professional September 2013. So, he, he did have, he had a, a, I guess, a rest, unless he continued after the Olympics. No, but, oh, strange. I know he did do some semi-professional boxing, where he, I think he kind of got paid, but I guess he, he took a rest. 2013 September, he started his professional career as a cruiserweight. And he won the cruiserweight title in his 10th fight. And he, then they did the World Boxing Series for the cruiserweights. And he ended up winning the overall thing, which meant he had one, two, three, uh, one, two, three, four, all four belts. One, Two, three, no, WBO, WBC, WBA, Super, WBC, IBF, WBO, and the ring. Oh, so he didn't hold the IBF. But that doesn't make sense because it says here he won the WBA Super, IBF, and vacant ring cruiserweight titles unless Tony Bellew was the world champion at the time no no Bellew had already retired at this point or he was kind of close to retirement retained WBA WBA, WBC, WBO, IBF. One, two, three, four. WBA, WBC, WBO, IBF. 
Yeah, it's four belt error. One, two, three, four. It is right. Blimey. Yeah, so he held all four belts as a cruiserweight. And so he, he's, he won all of them on the 21st of July 2018. So it was his 14th, 15th fight. And then he defended against Tony Bellew. Then he went up to heavyweight. And he fought Chaz Witherspoon, who I think is a cousin of Tim Witherspoon, two-time world heavyweight champion. And it was not a good fight. He struggled. Tim River, or Chaz Witherspoon was huge compared to Bellew. Uh, uh, Usyk bearing in mind that Usyk always looked really good in all his other fights up to this point and then we fought Derek Chisora again he didn't look very good against Chisora but somehow he managed to get a world title shot uh, in 2021 he won the WBA Super, IBF, WBO and IBO. So, and he retained it again. So he won that one, then he retained it again. The following, yeah, 11 months later, 2022, August. And I'm thinking that maybe he, on purpose, didn't give a good showing of himself with the first two heavyweight fights so that he could get a shot at their title. They maybe thought that he would be an easier opponent than what he was, but turned out he was anything but easy. He is he's very slick, very high boxing intelligence. <laughs> what am I talking about? I know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Someone does, somewhere. Somebody, Chaz Witherspoon. To be fair, though, to him, he had won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He'd won eight fights in a row before he got beaten by Usyk lost a few fights over the years but two of them to two names and one to someone I've not heard of so you know he's, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with he's, but he's getting on a bit I think he turned professional quite late in life 2004 blimey that's 19 years ago there must have been a big gap between when he first fought must have had a big layoff 8 2011 12 13, 14 16 yeah once we got to 2000 Blimey, this is even more boring than I thought it was going to be. 
Chaz Witherspoon is the second cousin of former boxing champion Tim Witherspoon. Uh, he held the WBC title in 1984 and the WBA title in 1986. He beat heavyweight world champions Greg Page, James Bus James Smith, Bone Crusher Smith, that's it. Tony Tubbs, Frank Bruno, and so he he was very good. He's best known for his fight against unbeaten heavyweight world champion Larry Holmes, in which he lost by split decision. Tim Witherspoon also worked as a regular sparring partner for Muhammad Ali. Now, in the UK, Tim Witherspoon is much more famous for beating Frank Bruno at Wembley, I do believe. Let me see if it's true or not. I know he did beat him. It was 1980... 19... Wow, when was it? 1986. I thought it was 1986. Um, Wembley. That was his last defence of the world title. No, it was the last time he won. Because he lost to James Buster Smith in 1986. Blimey. You know what? Okay. Wow. Because I remember that. I didn't realise it was just afterwards. So July 1986. Where the heck was I living? Because... That I just left school in the April, but had to go back to school for the exams. You know, I was a kid, I thought I had to go back. I didn't have to do anything. Once I walked out of those gates, I didn't have to go back, didn't have to... But, you know, I thought I was going to get arrested and put in prison if I didn't turn up for the exams. <laughs> it's, I was only three. You know, what else was I going to know? But I was 15. But I went and... So I was 15 when Frank Bruno fought Tim Witherspoon for the World Heavyweight Championship. And that was his first world title attempt. He also, Bruno, fought twice more for the world title before the fourth attempt where he won it. So he fought Mike Tyson, then he fought Lennox Lewis, and then he fought uh, McCullum. McCullum, McCullum uh, what's his name? Won the world title from uh, Oliver McCall. That's it. It's weird though, because I. I realise he got paid, offered a lot of money, I guess, to to put his world title up. And his last fight was against Mike Tyson, the second fight. It just won the fight in 95, September 1995. He could have kept that title, I think, if he hadn't gone in with Mike Tyson. But 
Mike Tyson wanted to win world titles again. He'd just been released from his incarceration. And I just wish he hadn't, to be honest with you. Because uh, just as an adult, I mean, I was, what, 25 by then, yeah. 25 years old. Watching... Frank Bruno win the WBC heavyweight title was one of the highlights of my adult life at that time because I, I watched it in the, the pub with a lot of other people I wasn't the only one there and because I'd seen him three times not win the world title you know had the whole really exciting excitement and for him to win was just phenomenal and not only did he win he won against Oliver McCall who had won the title from let me have a look let me have a look let me have a look oh 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 Blimey, he had a long career. So he won the world title from Lennox Lewis in 1994. And by knockout, he knocked Lennox Lewis out. So to then, a year late, no, yeah, it was a year, because he fought Larry Holmes next, and he, he won that. So he retained his world title. Then he lost it to Frank Bruno. So Frank Bruno won a world title that was first of all taken from Lennox Lewis, the man that beat Frank Bruno a few years earlier. He also won the title from the previous, from Larry Holmes. You know, who he didn't win it from Larry Holmes, but he won it from an opponent who beat Larry Holmes, who is arguably one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time arguably um, what's weird though because if you look at his this is uh, Oliver McCall's record doesn't look like a very good record from the outset 59, he has 75 fights, 59 wins, 14 losses, and new no, two no contests. Now, he, he lost quite a few fights later on in his career, but he was probably, he's 58 now, so he was born in 65. So when he was losing, it was 2010, 65, 75, 85, 95, 2005. So he was 45 or whatever years old. So he was not in his prime. And you know, you know how some people are like, they have to think of the most obscure situation and like, you know, well, 
because you know most boxers are not in their prime at 45. Yeah, but, but, but what about George Foreman? He won the world heavyweight title for the second time when he was about 90. Yeah, that's George Foreman. It's it's not a normal thing. It's it's rarely done. In fact, mm, well, mm, let me think. Oh, he was the oldest heavyweight champion ever. It just you know, it's. I remember someone saying to me uh, about someone living a really unhealthy lifestyle regarding. Yeah, D-R-U-G-S and stuff like that. It's like, well, I know someone that's been doing it since he was 20 and he's now 75 and he's fine. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's like, that's one example. You could find one example, if you really looked, of someone that jumped out of a plane and the parachute didn't work and they landed safely in some trees. It does happen, you know, those people, I don't know if you'd call it lucky because the parachute didn't open, but they luckily landed safely. But that's, you know, the odds. People win the lottery all the time. Yeah, but look how many people do the lottery compared to how many people win the lottery. Someone has to win. I haven't, I, I don't, can't remember the last time I did the lottery. It's quite some time ago. Quite some time. The very first time the lottery started in the UK of England was about 1995. And they really promoted it like proper. Television, newspapers... I mean, you couldn't even go to a toilet without a head popping up saying, have you done the lottery today? Like, what do we do? And it was annoying because it knocked the camera out of the way and just, oh. It was like, everyone did it. And everyone won. I don't know one person that didn't win on the first week of the lottery. They must have just chucked like a couple of, a few billion into a pot and said, We'll just pay everybody. No one will know. But everyone will know someone. They won't realise that everybody's won. And then every week, we'll get them hooked. Every week from now till forever, people will spend money trying to win because they believe it's possible. So they chucked a £10. I got I won £10. Some people won 50 quid, some people won a couple of hundred, some people won, you know, big money. I don't know one person who didn't win on that very first weekend of the lottery. Now, I'm sure people didn't win, but I'm just saying, it wouldn't be a bad business model, because you would get your money back. It's a gamble, but I think it's a pretty good gamble. If you paid out, or even if you only paid out 50%, 50% of the people 
that bought a lottery ticket and everyone got paid, 50% got paid out, which means everybody's going to know somebody pretty much that has won the lottery. Maybe you'll know more than one person. And you might have seven people in your street that won and you'll think, wow, I didn't win. But pretty sure I will next time. Yes, 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 yes. Will, stop, give me, sign me up for life. So, yeah. I wonder if they did that. Probably didn't, I'm sure, but... But, uh, okay, back to Oliver McCall. Oliver McCall, he lost his second fight. And you might think, well, that wasn't good. But then he lost his 13th fight. They lost his 17th fight. Then he lost his 19th fight. Then he lost his 24th fight. Now, these were all two quite big names in the boxing world. So, well, you know, it was good to good people. But that's quite a few losses. And none of them were for world titles. And then he fought Lennox Lewis. And no one gave him a chance. And in the second round, he knocked Lewis over. And that was it. And then he fought Larry Holmes and Frank Bruno. And Frank Bruno won. And then... He fought a couple of more times. And he ended up fighting Lennox Lewis again. In 1997, so that was four, five, six, three years later, or two and a half years later, and was it in the same place? Wembley, no, Wembley Arena, he lost, he won, and then he was his Las Vegas. It's down here as take TKO. What in fact really happened, because it doesn't tell you here, is he refused to fight. He started walking around the ring, like inside the ring, and just walking around. And Lennox Lewis didn't know what to do. And eventually it was just, I think Lewis did punch him a couple of times and it was just stopped. Because he wasn't defending himself. And that is the biggest rule in boxing is defend yourself at all times. And uh, no groping, I think it's another one, apparently. It says here, okay, Lewis versus McCall 2. Lewis and McCall squared off again in February 7th, 1997 in Las Vegas. In a bizarre fight, McCall refused to fight in the fourth and fifth rounds, beginning to cry and eventually forcing a referee to stop the fight and award Lewis the victory. The referee for the fight, Mills Lane, stated in an interview after the match, In the third round, he got in close and then seemed frustrated. And then he just backed off and put his arms down. I, I thought he was playing possum. But then I saw his lips start to quiver and I thought, Oh, is he crying? 
Lane stopped the fight when McCall had refused to defend himself for several rounds. Now, McCall was quite well known for walking in his ring walk, crying like he'd get upset that he'd like work himself up before the ring as he walked to the to the thing. So. I don't know if it says anything here. Early life, professional photo. Okay. Legal troubles, okay. I think he had a few problems anyway. So. The one fight I do remember, going backwards now, going back to. Uh, what's his name? Who we were talking about? Tim Witherspoon. So Witherspoon fought Frank Bruno, defended his title, and 1986. The next, and he, he won the title from Tony Tubbs, who was okay. But he'd, um, Jane, he, so James Bonecrusher Smith and Tim Witherspoon fought for the first time in 1985. And it was a unanimous decision win for, for, uh, Witherspoon. But then in 1986, he fought James Buster. Douglas, no, James Bonecrusher Smith in December the 12th. Because what they did is when Mike Tyson won the world title, they were basically, there were three world titles at the time WBA, WBC, and IBF. So there's six people fighting, two, two fighting each other three times. Mike Tyson, it was like, it's basically, it was a, it was a contest, kind of. So, first title, right, okay, so basically what happened is, Tyson fought Trevor Burbick and won the world title from him. I don't know what order these fights happened, but Witherspoon fought Bonecrusher Smith and Buster Douglas fought Tony Tucker. Well, what happened next was quite interesting. To me, to me, Buster Douglas, at the, the, the bell rang for the first round, and Buster Douglas ran at, uh, what's his name, Tim Witherspoon, ran at him, and just punched and punched and punched and punched and punched, proper, proper fisticuffs. And that was it. 
it was ended two minutes twelve of the first round. Like wow, it was because I'd seen both. Um, both of them had beaten and knocked out Frank Bruno, so I was interested in that fight for that reason, really. And because he'd only just beaten Bruno, literally a few months earlier, it was interesting to see what was going to happen. Now the next interesting thing is what happens here is Mike Tyson he won that was in December so he won his first world title in my when did he win his first world title it was November 1986 so it was before the Witherspoon Bone Crusher Smith fight so he won that title and then Bone Crusher Smith he fought Bone Crusher Smith next so he, and then he retained his WBC world title and then won the WBA from Bone James Bone Crusher Smith he then fought Pink and Thomas and then Tony Tucker, I, Tony Tucker had a fight with Buster Douglas in 1987, 30th of May. He won that and then went on to fight Mike Tyson, 1st of August 1987, and lost his IBF title to Mike Tyson. So Mike, Mike Tyson had all three belts. Now, Buster Douglas as anyone that follows boxing will know, was the first man to knock out Mike Tyson. Like, proper first person ever to beat Tyson. And, but he was well known at that time. He, what did he do? He, he'd already lost Bone Buster Douglas had lost his 6th fight by TKO he lost his 21st fight by TKO he's lost the 25th fight and then he lost his 29th fight by TKO against Tony Tucker and then he lost and then he went on to beat Mike Tyson in 1990 he had a reputation for going down uh, for not being for being a really good boxer but almost not having the will to continue like just for giving up and that is what he seemed to do against Tony Tucker because he was winning that fight he knocked Tony Tucker down and then Tony Tucker got up and knocked him down and that was kind of it that's my memory of that fight Tony Tucker fought Tyson 
wasn't a great fight and Tyson won but was on points and then Buster Douglas fought against Mike Tyson now everyone I think Buster Douglas was something like uh, it's like huge odds like really really bad odds that he didn't have a chance to win because everyone thought that Buster um, Tyson was impenetrable the greatest and didn't have a chance well basically he didn't realise that well no one realised I, I thought personally having seen Buster Douglas fight before that there's more to him than being a quitter I thought he's not a quitter he maybe he just he he didn't there was reasons for what he did and he didn't didn't want to carry on in the past with the fights but I knew he was tough as are all all boxers so and I thought hmm I didn't expect him to win because I'd seen him quit and I thought maybe he's a quitter you know He's, I didn't. I didn't really expect anyone to beat Mike Tyson ever, because I was still a teenager, and I believed that Mike Tyson was unstoppable. But of course, he isn't. No one is. It's you know. It's just obvious. I know now, but I didn't at the time. But what I think the thing that annoyed me the most. So this was February nineteen ninety. I was still nineteen. And so I watched Mike Tyson against Douglas. Douglas beat him. I had a job actually in now where did I have a job? Eighty nine. 1990, February. No, I don't know where I saw it. I must have seen it on TV. Um, but then, so he did that in February 1990. So October, so February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Now, he did go down at least once in that fight before getting up and knocking Mike Tyson out. But only eight months went past and then he fought Evander Holyfield and got knocked out in the third round. Now, I know that Evander Holyfield was one of the greatest heavyweights ever. He also held the world titles at Cruiserweight as well. But I think he held the world heavyweight title five times. And he beat Mike Tyson twice. However, he didn't punch as hard as Mike Tyson. And I'm pretty sure of that. 
and we're talking 1990. So, Evander Holyfield, me thinking um, Buster Douglas was in his prime. He was still a young man at that point. He was born in 1960, so he was 30 years old, 29. So it was a good, you know, he was in his prime. And he went down. He got knocked down. I'm not sure how many times he went down, but that was it. And it didn't look like he was even trying. My memory of it, I'm probably wrong. But I just... I mean, Mike Tyson was supposed to fight Evander Holyfield. That was the, the fight that was supposed to happen back in 1990, but it didn't happen. But then when Buster, when Evander Holyfield beat Mike Tyson in the late 90s, Tyson was well past his, his prime. Yeah, he, he, he won two world titles back. But he was well past. He was, yeah, his prime was when he was a teenager, when he was 19, 20, 21, 22. That, those, that was his prime. And people have their primes at different times. That rhymed. But then Douglas versus Holyfield. Apparently 24.6 million payday for Douglas. So I'm thinking... He just took the money. I'm not saying he lied, he just laid down, but just, he, I was upset because the reason, really, he knocked out Mike Tyson. If anyone, if anything's going to give you confidence, beating the best of the best has to give you confidence. They say in boxing terms, once someone's, once someone wins a world title, they become 50% better than they were before because that confidence of having beaten the world champion and now having that belt being the top gives them more the confidence increase is huge so to having not just beaten Mike Tyson but proper beating him and knocked him out and to be the most famous heavyweight boxer in the world for a while because of that and also he won all three world titles so it's not like just he had just one title he had all three he was a unified world champion there hasn't been a huge amount of unified champions some have had like two belts but to have all of them hasn't happened huge amounts of times I think Evander Holyfield has done it once, maybe twice. I think he did it as a cruiserweight. Here's a little bit of uh, boring stuff if you if you're interested about uh, Evander Holyfield. So did it say how many times? <laughs> Uh, 
uh, Tyson Holyfield, one, one nine nine, blimey. Okay. Yeah, a lot of fights. Two things that upset me a little bit about on Alvander Holyfield is he not upset me. The first thing didn't upset me, but in the Olympics, he was really destined to be an Olympic gold medalist because he was so good. He was just a brilliant, brilliant boxer, which obviously showed when he won, when he went on to... Can you please... He decided to rip up uh, an envelope. WB, I, WB, okay. Really? So he did end up winning all three world titles at Cruiserweight and then all three titles at Heavyweight. Retained IBF. This is... Retained one... So retained, retained, retained. Buster Douglas retained, retained, retained. Then he lost to Riddick Bow. But then Riddick Bow gave away one. Of, he dropped one of the titles in a bin. He didn't want to fight Lennox Lewis. And then Vander Holyfield won back two of the belts. Then he lost it again to Michael Moore. Then he won back the WBA belt from Mike Tyson in 96 and then there was 97 the ear incident he retained the WBA belt and won the IBF against Michael Mora who had previously beaten him and then he lost to Mike he lost to Lennox Lewis eventually after two fights and that was to put all the belts together and then he fought in, 90, in 2000, won the vacant WBA heavyweight title, lost that. He fought again John Ruiz because he lost it, he had three fights, lost it and then they had a draw. And he fought Chris Bird for the IBF heavyweight champion, he lost that. And he got knocked out by James Tony. wow. And then he fought for the WBO world champion and then a WBA heavyweight champion so lost those two so yeah he's yeah quite a few a lot of different titles but the thing in his Olympics he ended up getting I don't think he even got through uh, to win a medal he might have done let's have a look see if it says anything the Olympics, oh he did, I do apologise. Bronze, he got bronze. Now, which means he, yeah there's two, he got bronze. Well basically he was disqualified, okay. Because he threw a punch just as the referee said break or stop he'd already thrown the punch and the punch knocked out the other opponent which is quite rare in uh, amateurs to do that so it was 
a spectacular punch, but the the referee disqualified him. And I think what's worse, it was actually in America. It was the Los Angeles Olympic Games, 1984. Will you shut up? 1984, so, and that was for light heavyweight. The other thing that annoyed me, and I'll, I'll finish on this because he's now wanting my attention. Two years ago, nearly, he fought, uh, wasn't supposed to be, it was, it was like an exhibition fight, bearing in mind he was 58, nearly 59 years old at the time. Get down, get down Vinny, Vinny, get down now, get down now, blimey, 59, he was nearly 59 years old, he fought a, a fought bloke called Vito Belfort, who was a big name in cage fighting or whatever, who was 40, 44, 43, 44 at the time. And he was a big, had a big career, I think. Well, I think he was, was he the world champion or something? I don't know. But he was a, he's a big name anyway, had loads of fights. And for UFC middleweight champion, did he win? Uh, for you, no. No, I'm not sure if he ever won. Oh, he did win a UFC light heavyweight championship against Randy Couture. Okay, cool. So he's, you know, he was a force to be reckoned with. It was supposed to be, as far as I'm aware, it was supposed to be just a exhibition fight. Evander Holyfield was nearly 59 years old. Okay. You, you, it doesn't matter how, how good he used to be, the fact that he was one of the greatest heavyweight champions or whatever, forever, it doesn't matter because he's 59 years old. And if you're 15, nearly 20 years younger, it's like, and you're also a professional fighter. It's different if it was me going in there. Vanny Holyfield would have probably just blown money, blown on me, and I'd have just fallen down. But this is a professional fighter. Well, the thing about this is this—it did upset me. I didn't like it because he went in there and that Victor Belfont, whatever his name is, he knocked, he completely hammered Vanny Holyfield. Absolutely, well, yeah, put him on the canvas. And it was such a shame. I just like, really didn't like that at all. I was very disappointed in him. There was no need, really. No need. It was unneedable. Do you know what I mean? Just, there was no point to it. There was just, just, don't, don't know why. Don't know why. Apparently, pay-per-view, Holyfield has had 12, 12,295,000 pays, buys for his fights over the years. 
The first one being in 1990 against Holyfield. No, against Douglas. Ah. The second one against Foreman. That makes sense because Foreman was fighting for the world title again. He didn't win though. Holyfield, uh, Holy, Holyfield won that one. Holyfield against Holmes. Again, Holmes fighting for the world title. So you can see why that would be a, a, a big name. That's the date. Um, and then you had the three bow fights that were arguably much better than any of the other three previous fights that's just been mentioned. Three of the best heavyweight fights ever. And then you got Tyson Holyfield. The first one was good. The second one was a disaster. Good for different reasons. Holyfield Mura 2. I can't remember what happened on that one. Um, yeah, Mura, yeah, Mura won it, I think. Yeah. Holyfield, I think. Anyway, he won, won someone. Something. Someone won. Ah. So, I wonder if it says anything about the financial difficulties. Maybe that's why. 2000 is a He earned 350 million pounds over his boxing career, but he was I think he may I think he got married a few times and had some business ventures didn't go to plan but now it says as of nine, 2019 Holyfield was earning about 1.2 million a year mostly from personal appearances good for him good for him and um, he was on Blimey, he was on, wow, I just remembered. He was on the British Big Brother and he got kicked off. He got kicked off. He was reprimanded by the show after saying in a conversation with another housemate that... Okay, he wasn't kicked off by this show, but he was evicted. He got reprimanded for saying something... Um, uh, homophobic and also quite uh, oh blimey and he became the first housemate to be evicted I was I was annoyed at that because he was the main person I was interested in watching blimey Wow. Exhibition bout. Okay, listen, this is it. This is an exhibition fight, yeah? On the 16th of April, 2021, it was announced that Holyfield would return, return to the ring on June the 5th, 2021 to face Kevin McBride, most widely known for defeating former Undersby. He knocked out Mike Tyson. I think that was Mike Tyson's last fight. In an exhibition fight on the undercard of Tefema, Tiafema Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. 
where George Cambosis Jr. won and took all the titles. However, after the Lopez vs. Cambosa card was postponed multiple times, the fight against McBride ultimately did not materialise, leading Holyfield to file a demand for arbitration against Triller, who was the company running it. So on September the 3rd, it was reported that Oscar de la Hoya, who had been slated to headline a Triller pay-per-view show against Victor Belfort, on September the 11th had been hospitalized and Holyfield would be stepping in for De La Hoya. The event was originally scheduled to take place in California. However, the California State Athletic Commission refused to sanction a bout with Holyfield in any capacity, exhibition or professional because I think probably because of his age, because he was 110. The bout was subsequently moved to Florida after the Florida State Commission and blah blah. Holyfield lost via first round technical knockout. Absolutely ridiculous. It was really, really, really bad. There was no point. It was unnecessary absolutely unnecessary and I don't know why Victor Belfort however has he had any other fights outside of let's have a look Evander Holyfield that's an exhibition one professional okay he won them pay-per-view bouts Man, Tank Abbott. Blimey, do you remember Tank Abbott? Tank Abbott was one of the first UFC stars, and he used to just knock everyone out. He was like a huge puncher. I'm saying that now, and I'm looking at his record, and it's mainly defeats. Blimey, that's not what I remember. That's not what I remember at all. 25 matches, 10 wins, 15 losses. I do not remember that being the case. This... No. Really? No. That's not. So he's best known for being an icon in the early stages of mixed martial arts and the UFC. He also competed in Pride Fighting Championships, Rage Cage, and everything like that. Oh well, just shows you, doesn't it? I don't know what it shows you. It shows you something. What though? Who knows? Does it matter? No, probably not. So, that's it. Not only have I bored you, I've got to talk about my favourite subject, other than myself. 
Actually, there is another subject I do like, but <laughs> we all have our own things we like to talk about, but not everyone, not everybody wants to listen. I sound drunk, don't I? I'm slurring my words. Everybody, it's probably because I'm talking for an hour and a half, and I need myself a drink of liquid, not alcoholic, a beverage. I'm going to go now. Thanks. Vinny's starting to bark, so I'm just going to go quickly. Bye, 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 bye.